The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Bright Side. I know it's been a minute. It was definitely a little bit more of an extended break than we had intended. But once we were re-recording new episodes, I really wanted to take the time to perfect everything and get some really good quality content lined up for all of you. I've also just begun filming The Hills again, which surprisingly, it's really interesting how COVID kind of puts things into a new perspective because, you know, there was a point in time where I was sort of dreading doing The Hills. And I think a lot of that was because, you know, I think I associated it a lot with my marriage at the end of my marriage and going into it now, I'm just grateful to be back to work. And honestly, we're having so much fun the cast as a whole getting back together and and creating new material for everyone to watch. And this time around, it's been really fun. So the last few weeks, I've been kind of juggling getting the podcast back together and starting to shoot the hills. So that's been keeping me really busy and actually been an interesting source of joy an unexpected source of joy that I wasn't necessarily thinking was going to be the case. And so I'm really excited to share this new season of episodes with you because I think we're putting a little bit of a different spin on the episodes, um, trying to dig a little deeper and just kind of have even more fun than we already were. You know, I mean, I think we were learning a lot from our guests in the past and this time around, I really want to kind of take things to another level. Today's episode with my friend Mirtha will be a good start to that. And next week's episode with Sammy Miro, we did something a little different. We recorded on a Friday afternoon once we were all sort of off duty and we had a couple of tequilas and it led to a pretty interesting episode, I think. And I hope you'll all find entertaining. And we may begin to incorporate some kind of beverage in each recording, I think, because um, it certainly allowed everybody to loosen up a little bit and have some fun. So I think that, you know, we've got some really good guests lined up going forward, and I hope that everyone will enjoy it. But I'd also really love to be able to connect with each of our listeners a little bit more. Um, and I think it's been a minute since we've been able to do that. So if you've got any feedback for me, uh, anything that you'd specifically like me to touch on, if there are guests that you'd like me to invite onto the show, anyone you want to particularly hear from, or if you've got anything that's currently bringing you joy, that would be something fun for our other, other listeners to hear, please feel free to DM me at the Bright Side Podcast so we can talk about some of that on here. So without further ado, I welcome you back to the Bright Side and our first episode of this new series with Martha Michelle. Welcome to today's episode of the Bright Side Podcast. My guest today is my friend, and poet, actress, author, and all-around Renaissance woman, Mirtha Michelle Castro Marmel. Yes. <laughs> I think I, and I've, Mirtha and I have been friends for a very long time, and I just learned how to say her last name properly right before I mean, we I, I don't, this. I don't blame you. It's a long name, first of all. You're I, better known as Mirtha Michelle, yeah. in fairness, in right? Fairness, so yes. that's what everyone usually refers to you as. But today's a really big day for you, because this is the day that your third book of poetry, fourth, Book of poetry, but this is third in the series, correct? Third in the series. Okay. Yes. So third in the series, fourth book overall is coming out today. Yes. So. I'm so excited and nervous, which I think it's okay to be nervous because mm -hmm. I feel that the moment you stop feeling that nervous feeling in your craft, it means that you don't respect it and you don't 
appreciate it as much. Right. Well, and once you pour your heart and soul into something like this and such personal, like everything that you're writing about are very personal experiences from your life. So I think it would be sort of unnatural if you weren't nervous about it coming yeah. out and the, how the world's going to receive it. Also, this book is my most vulnerable book mm. from all the books. I was going to ask you, what would you say sets apart this book from the others? Well, first of all, I'm saying things in the book that I haven't even told my mom. I'm going to have to have a call with her later. <laughs> but Has she not seen a copy of the book yet? Well, she was going to receive it today, okay. like like many people. Really? Um, yeah, but I, it'll be fine. But it's just I, I'm sharing so many personal stories of my life that before in the other books I was a bit vague on. These stories now have so much more detail and and that's scary in, in a in you know in a weird way. Yeah. Scary. I mean I've read I've read your book. I was lucky enough because Martha and I actually shot a trailer for this book together at my house a few weeks ago. So I was able to see an advanced copy, a digital copy. Well, I actually before we dig into the meat of this new book, I kinda wanna go back for any of our listeners who aren't familiar with you and just kind of get a brief history of you. And can, can you give us a little bit of a summary of your background? Sure. Um, I think I, I was born an artist. I'm, I've always been a very creative person, but I wrote my first poem at six years old. I always, it's how some people, they have a talent for singing and, you know, they're singing since they're kids. I had a talent for writing and writing poetry specifically. And it was always my hidden passion. Because poetry is so personal. Sometimes it's, it, it's not the first thing you want to share with someone. And um, as I got older, I continued writing. But then I, I kind of got into television and into film and TV. And I started acting. But writing was always my passion. Bigger than all the other uh, forms of art that I was experimenting with. And I was able to publish my first book in 2014 that I self-published titled Letters to the Men I Have Loved. Now, I did that book as an art project just because that's what artists do, right? And So it wasn't your intention to publish it at all initially? It was my intention to publish it, but it was the third book I had written and I didn't publish the other two. Mm. So I just, I learned about self-publishing and I was like, I'm just going to give it a chance I'm going to give it a try. And I am a very determined woman. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to try to do my best. And the book became a bestseller. I had the number one poetry book in America, which was like crazy to me <laughs> because amazing. it was self-published. I mean, it's not crazy to me because you are a very good writer. I think Thank that you. once you see, and, and also I feel like something that's very unique about you is that you are extremely passionate, I guess you would say driven or whatever, what word you just used to describe how you'll, you'll commit to getting something done if you want to get it done. Tenacious. Yeah. But I would describe it as passionate and also you're extremely romantic. And I feel like you're unabashedly romantic. Like you will talk about it with anyone. You're truly that you actually embody all of the things that I feel like you're writing about. So it makes sense to me because I don't, I think that's pretty rare that someone is as passionately romantic as you are. Maybe it's the Latin in me. <laughs> I, that's got to have something to it do with it. It has to do something with Because it. Martha's Dominican, yeah. for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, I think that that really translates into your work. So it doesn't surprise me that it would be so successful because I think as soon as you start reading your poems, you really get a sense 
for who you are as a person. And it's very unique. Yeah. So that's how my journey with writing began in the publishing world. And now here we are, my fourth book. This book is also very special because it's my first book under a major publisher. Mm. So as a businesswoman, this is a big day for me. It's a big moment because all the work that I've put into, I'm seeing the fruit of it. And I just can't wait until people get a chance to read this book. Yeah, I know. I can't wait either. I think people are going to love it. Like, again, I said, I've read it and I found a lot of the poems really relatable and also just very touching and sweet. And and you just use beautiful language, you know? I think linguistically, it's just such, it's, everything is so pretty in the book and you just want to keep reading to like hear those words. Except for the parts that make you cry. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's definitely very emotional also, yeah. for sure. But in general, I feel like the book, the tone of the book is very romantic, even in those kind of darker moments. I still feel like there's a romance to what you're writing and, an, and a sense of optimism. So I wanted to ask you, how is it that you are able to have this really romantic, positive outlook when I know you've been through some experiences romantically that are not always so positive? You know, yeah, I've had, I've had difficult moments in my life in general, you know, but I, I've realized that we are able to have a choice to how we perceive the world, to how we partake in the world. And I think that for me, what has helped me is that I have always believed that the sun always rises, that it could be very dark one day, but the sun is going to rise the next day. And that's just like something that I've held on to. You know, in my personal, my personal mantra is like, the sun is always going to rise and I'm going to rise. I'm I'm always going to rise, but it's a lot of it depends on the daily decisions we make. And that's why this book is so important for me, because I'm talking about decisions, decisions that I've personally made, decisions that I've made with my heart, decisions that I've made with my head and those consequences. You know, also, I always think that I haven't had it the worst. Mm. I've gone through difficult moments, hard times, lots of heartbreak, but I know there's someone out there that has experienced worse Right, like moments. you're able to be grateful for what So I am have, grateful. But... I'm mm -hmm. grateful. And I think that blessings begin in gratitude. And it, I wasn't always that way, <laughs> yeah. but I grew to become that way. Can you give a specific example of an experience that you've been through that was negative that you that eventually you learned was a po positive ultimately? Well, I, I'll tell you, for example, I, I went through a terrible breakup and terrible breakup. It was like a divorce. I, I, I was put through the ringer and I had put everything into this relationship, not just um, emotionally, but also business wise. We had started to form a life together a very concrete life and it all fell apart from one day to another. And it wasn't just that it fell apart, but also how he behaved in turn was extremely hurtful. And I went through all of that pain in silence. I went through the, the shame in silence. Were you writing at this point in time? I was always writing, but this, this experience was what led to me writing letters to the men I have loved. Mm. So I'm forever grateful for that heartbreak okay. because 
it led me to one of the most important moments of my life, a pivotal moment in my career. And I'm today. Yeah, look at you now. I'm so grateful. I'm like, <laughs> thank you for breaking my heart. Well, you know thank what? you for embarrassing me. Thank you for for putting me through the fire. <laughs> it reminds me of, did you ever see when Sam Smith, I think he won a Grammy for one of his songs, one of the first songs that he ever really hit big on. And he won a Grammy for it. And he was on stage at the Grammys and he was doing his, he was giving his acceptance speech. And he just said, I want to thank my ex because if you hadn't just destroyed me and broken my heart, I wouldn't be standing here today. So thank you very much for this. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that you can turn your pain into greatness, turn it into art, turn it into uh, motivation for you to accomplish your goals. Not everyone is an artist, but everybody has dreams and goals. And I think that even if you're not an artist, because like I wouldn't consider myself an artist, but I still think that for me, writing is still a creative outlet. I don't think that I have the ability to do it in the way you do with poetry, but I still do think that everyone can find some outlet that is creative, even if they don't consider themselves that naturally creative or artistic. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like there's Definitely. always some route, even if it's like through playing a sport or, you know, it doesn't always have to be so obvious. Some, sometimes our motivation has to be pushed by a disappointing experience. Right. You know, it's like I, I was watching the Michelle Obama documentary and she said something how a teacher told her that she would never be able to get into Yale. And because the teacher told her that, she made sure she got in. <laughs> so sometimes disappointing experiences, disappointment takes us to our destiny. Mm -hmm. So I'm all for it. You know, sometimes we don't understand it in the moment, but that's where the growth is. Yeah, right. I, I agree. And I think that like the most painful experiences are the ones that motivate you to get off your ass and like really work and really to work achieve something. to achieve it. Because yeah, just when you're comfortable, you're not, there's no reason to change anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's not much good, growth. You're not going to keep, right. So obviously that really difficult breakup was the source of inspiration for your first book. And then like what's inspired the rest of what you've written or like where do you draw inspiration well, from? Well, every, every book has its own story, right? Um, when I wrote my third book, which is the second book in the series, Letters to Women Like Me, I had already experienced a lot of growth because of the first book. And I found myself, I wanted to write a book about the conversations I've had with the women in my life. I was inspired by the women in my life. And I also wanted to send out the message, hey, it, it is important to form a relationship with yourself. That relationship with myself, that honest relationship with myself has helped me accept myself, has created confidence within me. It has made me a stronger woman mm. that I feel that I can sort of navigate any difficult situation well, I feel like that because about of that work I've done. Yeah, and I feel like that about you. I think that as your friend, one of the traits that I really admire about you is that you always come across as so very independent. And I think that I have no choice. To your but to your point, no, but that's I think it's I think it's very admirable. And to your point, I think building relationships with your girlfriends and learning to lean on other people in your life and also yourself just makes you that much stronger and in a better position going forward in life, whether you have a, a romantic relationship or not, is not nearly as critical or like 
pivotal to your emotional well-being or I, I think like you're mm. just an example of such a strong independent person and I know you have lots of romantic relationships it's not like you don't you definitely but. want to build your tribe definitely but one thing I learned while I was writing letters to women like me was that as human beings it doesn't matter what sex you are what gender you are as human beings we've been conditioned to constantly depend on other people you know, it's like we think that the love of someone else is going to complete us. When in reality, all the love that we need is already within us. Mm-hmm. We were created by love. But the world, society does this thing that it tells you everything you're not. It reminds you of your mistakes. It reminds you of your imperfections. But it rarely reminds you of your greatness. So I think the important thing of surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals and positive individuals is so they could remind you of your greatness. I think that's, that's real friendship. That's, you know, even if it's a romantic partnership, you want to have a friendship with that romantic partner because you want to, to feel the support that even if you guys do end your romantic relationship, you feel that that person is still going to want the best for you. That was like one of the biggest things that I learned while writing letters to women like me. The relationship with myself is extremely important. I need to be whole on my own before I go back out there and try to become one with someone else. Well, what would you say to someone who's listening who doesn't feel like they've reached that point in their life where they feel whole on their own? What advice would you give them? I think that it takes time. Like everything, everything great takes time. Nothing is built from one day to another. But it's all about you have to make the decision to do that work. It's not just going to, you know, arrive in your soul, arrive in your mind, you know, on your lap. You have to do the work. I always advise people, ask yourself questions. We take so much time to get to know other people and we hardly take the time to get to know ourselves. What worked for me is journaling and asking myself questions. And I'd, you know, I'd travel sometimes by myself and I would look at other people, observe and ask myself questions. It could be like the most random questions. Like, why do you always love this color? Like, why do you always prefer these type of people? I asked myself so many questions that I felt that I actually learned of myself. You know, I remember you telling me this one time. And it actually stuck with me. And I started doing that myself when I would just be kind of doing random things in my day. I would ask myself the questions because I would know that I like love roses, right? But I'm like, but why? But why? Yeah. Yeah. And so I started doing that and it actually was very interesting. So now when someone asks you, why do you love roses? Mm-hmm. You know the answer. Right. Yeah. Because you're right. You don't really take the time, the time to You ask yourself. all these other people questions about themselves so we, all day long. We go on dates. We uh-huh. go on dates and we are interested in the person. If, if we're interested in the person, we're going to ask them questions. Right. That's how you know you're interested in someone. <laughs> and we need to develop that same interest for ourselves. Right. Very few people do that. And I think uh, very few people do that because they don't know how to. Who taught us this? No one taught us this. Our parents didn't teach us this. You know, you, we had parents that sometimes they were getting married or having children with, with people that they didn't even know themselves. You know? <laughs> so no one really taught us this. It's like no one taught us 
how to to do many things you know we don't we weren't giving a manual well it so. seems like common sense that you would know yourself and and like you wouldn't even need to ask yourself that you these would questions. but that's not true and right. this is the issue why so many people have identity issues and they lack confidence because they don't know who they are mm -hmm. so the moment that you actually take the time to invest in yourself and i'm not talking about buying pretty gifts i'm talking about invest in your emotional wellness in your mental health these things are important more important than anything else more important than your outside appearance i think you just hit on something really important which is kind of the key to all of this and the key to being really happy in yourself is that getting to know yourself getting so that you're so, so that you're so you very confident and the only way that you can do that is when you detach from everyone else you, because then you're left with nothing but yourself to explore yeah. and i think that's why that's why after, solitude is important yeah and like after a breakup i think everybody wants to latch onto someone else immediately because that's like your security and your comfort but it's when you disconnect from everyone altogether that you're forced to really get to know exactly you. and the other thing about that is how we speak to ourselves in a negative voice all the time. I have to remind myself not to do that because would you do that to one of your friends, like constantly criticize them and mm -hmm. just tell them everything that's bad about them all the time? No. Well, I believe that, we do it to ourselves. that human beings, you know, how you have that, that little positive voice, the positive angel, I'd say. And then you also have the opposite is the yin and the yang of, of energy of humanity. The key is to constantly overcome that doubt that fear because everything is it's rooted in fear everything that's negative is rooted in fear which is the opposite of love so it's if we want to grow if we want to get better in anything we have to attach ourselves to the characteristics of love so we have to be kind with ourselves we have to be compassionate with ourselves you know and mind you i believe you have to do all of these things with other people too but if you're broken, how can you possibly give back to others? So that was the whole purpose behind me writing letters to women like me. Then we got to this book, 18 Inches, and this was perhaps one of my most difficult books to write because what I did with this book was I dug deep. I went back to past traumas. I was writing this like, I need to heal my soul kind mm. of vibe. It's like, okay, I've done so much growth, but this is about, I need to, I need to go deep, like deep, deep, deep. Well, I think also <laughs> even in therapy, for example, it's, it's easy this to was kind therapy. of, right. Well, like, All the books of, are therapy, but this was real but therapy. But like, it's easy to identify in therapy, the things that are currently going on in your life that need work and you need to really focus on. But then once you get through those you realize that there's so much more that goes back so much the further and that's the harder stuff to really address and get through. So this so I, you. Yeah. So I realized that I thought I had healed from things because I didn't talk about it. But in reality, it's like, it still made me cry if I thought about it, you know, so where I was still, it was still in the back of my thoughts, even though I didn't maybe speak about it with other people. So I realized that I had put a Band-Aid on the wound, but I never actually put salt on it. Mm -hmm. You know, Yeah, so it was always there kind of festering. But yeah, it was just so it was hidden. just hidden. It was there. So I took the time to, I meditated a lot. I had my solitude moments. I, I wanted to connect with 
the divine part of me, which is like the connection that we all have. Because, you know, I believe that we're here having a, a physical experience, but I believe that, you know, our souls are very much alive for, you know, beyond time, right? Beyond the physical. So I, I, I just dug deep and, and, you know, I wanted to get to know myself in a deeper level than I had before. And this is like my mind, my body, and my soul. Everything that makes the essence of me. So I needed to, I needed to go face to face with my biggest fears and my biggest hopes too. Were you able to figure all of this out on your own or did you go to therapy? Have you been in therapy? I, I haven't uh, practiced therapy like with a therapist, like, mm. you know, but I did have um, a spiritual, I call him like my spiritual therapist. <laughs> um, like a guru or of some sort? Or? I call him like a teacher. Okay. Yeah, which is like a guru, but he's, he doesn't call himself that. He, he practices like a spiritual version of Christianity. Okay. Like a lot of Christians wouldn't necessarily, you know, tie the two together. tie the two together, but it really worked for me, and it's sort of how I live my life, and yeah. it works for me. Everybody, you know, figures out different ways that they want to reach. Just kind of a higher God or a higher power, mm -hmm. right? I for me, that's what I combine. I combine like a more like divine, spiritual Christianity kind of vibe. I don't. Not a religious person. I was raised conservative, and I was raised Christian, but I've been open to so many different things, and and I'm just really open to experience. And you know, yeah. I, well, I just think it's a, I just think it's amazing that you've reached because I feel like you're one of the people that I definitely come to when I'm feeling like I am just kind of lost in whatever experience I might be having. That I feel like you always are able to kind of like be very centered and grounded and understanding like what the root of a problem is mm -hmm. and how it's best properly addressed. Well, because I, I try to go by my experiences. Mm -hmm. I don't tell people they're right or wrong. And I do that. And in all my books, I never tell people they're right or wrong. Well, I think that's and I, important. And I don't say that my way is right. Like I, you know, I believe in Jesus, but I respect that other people don't. Right. You know, and I don't push my personal beliefs on anyone like this book is full of personal beliefs and I warn it I warn people you might not be, see eye to eye with every idea in this book you might not agree with everything but there are parts that could perhaps touch your soul mm -hmm. so I hope that people read it first of all I hope people read the warning <laughs> <laughs> but I hope that people read it and they take in the positives that touch them, you know, you know, it, it's my opinion. This is not facts. This right. is my experience. Well, I think that that's a mistake a lot of people make too when their their intention is good. They're trying to offer advice or console someone or help them through a difficult time. That people often will tell someone what to do. Yeah, and you just can't do that. I'm another. I'm I'm a flawed human being, just like you and just like everyone. Right. Else Nobody's got it. Perfect. No, no one has it perfect. All I can do is share my experiences, my mistakes, my lessons, right. and the things that I've learned. And hopefully it could it could edify someone else's life and, yeah. and help. One of the things that brings me so much happiness during the holidays is giving gifts to my friends and family. And I especially love giving them personalized presents. Pernod Ricard's holiday gift guide was my ultimate life hack this year. 
I found something for my mom, dad, sister, and boyfriend. They do custom engravings and really make each gift unique. So join me in getting your holiday shopping done early by going to www.pernod-ricard-usa.com slash gifting and use code Caitlin20 for 20% off your order at checkout. That's K-A-I-T-L-Y-N-N-2-0 for 20% off your order at checkout. And now back to today's episode of The Bright Side. What would you say is the best advice anyone ever gave you? I have to say that it would probably be you can't make everyone happy. You have to be true to who you are. Seek truth. Your truth. Your personal truth. Because everyone has their own perspective of truth, right? Right. But you want to feel, once again, confident and assertive. You want to feel that you stand for something, right? And for me, if I try to make everyone else happy, I would never be happy. Mm -hmm. That's impossible. It's impossible to please everyone. You just have to feel that, that you're walking in your purpose. And um, I think that's the best advice I was given. Because especially when you're very young, you have all these dreams, which I hope that you have dreams even in your older age, because you should always have dreams. But when you're young, you're, na- you're more naive, right? And, and you want to accomplish all of these things. At least that was for me. But I was seeking advice from people that had been maybe in the industry for a longer time than I had been. And I I always was seeking a mentor, right? And then I realized I was doing things specifically because people were telling me, oh, you should do this. Like I was following their advice, even if I didn't think that that was the correct thing for me. Mm -hmm. But because maybe they were more successful, maybe that's what I should do. And then I realized, no, it's different for everyone. You know, someone else's advice might come from a good place, right. but it might not be right for you. So you should listen to it and take it in, but you should analyze within you and see how that or bits of that make sense to you. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I have this short poem in this book that I say, listen to your soul. It always knows where you should be. We're always seeking advice from human beings. But like I said, everything that we need is already placed within us. Well, I think it's important also. We to, have to listen to that voice. Yeah. And I think like trusting your gut is a big thing. Yes, it's also, your gut. Right. And I think also, I mean, there have definitely been times where I've listened to other people's advice and then it maybe hasn't gone that great. And I think to myself, well, why did I even do that in the first place? Because if I step back and look at the situation, I already knew what was the best way to handle it. But then I was allowed to, I allowed myself to be convinced by someone else, you know, and they don't know all the details of everything. You know know how you know, first of all, that you're on your right path Mm. when you feel peace, Mm -hmm. when you feel peace, when someone is giving you advice and you feel peace about it, like it touches your soul, it's because it's good advice Mm -hmm. because there's a connection there. With your soul. That. Yeah, but you're, you're still you're, feeling kind of Be open or... to listen. Always be open to listen. And if it touches your soul, if you feel peace, take the advice in. Practice it. Okay. If it doesn't, don't do it. I like that. <laughs> don't do it. 
Because then you're going to regret it. Like, what happened? Yeah, know? no. It's happened uh, to me. It's happened yeah. to well, me. Well, you know what, though? You do that a couple times, and then you really learn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did it a lot of times. <laughs> I'm not going to be asking that person for advice anymore. No, but I, I do think that's important, too, to really, like, believe in yourself and your gut. Because your gut. there's almost never been a time that my gut told me one thing that I didn't later think, oh, I should have listened to my gut. Like, every time. It's just learning to identify, I think, what exactly it is that your gut's telling you. Every um, time I was cheated on, let me tell you. I yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> Anytime I've ever felt like something was off in a off? relationship, it was. It was. And I was ignoring it or whatever. And then because I'm Latin, you know, a lot of guys want to say I'm crazy <laughs> just automatically. <laughs> it's like, okay, Hot fine. Headed. Yeah, no, I I know something is up. <laughs> um, What? What do you do if you're feeling uninspired? Like not just in writing, but in life in general. Apart from drinking wine. Oh yeah, you do love your <laughs> I wine. Love my wine. <laughs> I would say, you know, if I'm able to take a little trip somewhere, sure. Mm. I think a changing your scenery is always great. If you can take a trip, if you if you don't have um, a beach nearby or nature. If you're like stuck in the city, try to take some time for yourself. Like maybe, I mean, I hope there's a park wherever you live. I think nature is the key to connect. There's always back. somewhere you can escape. There's a, hopefully, too. hopefully. But yeah. I mean, some people, they live in difficult circumstances, right. so you never know. But I think nature, nature is like the key to piecing yourself back together, that serenity of nature, that, that peace that nature gives you. At least for me, mm -hmm. nature, nature gives me peace. And sometimes you have to disconnect. So it's like when I don't feel inspired, I need some time for myself. It's like an athlete when something isn't working in their body, when there is pain, it's because the body's telling you something is wrong take a break. So emotionally, we need to also disconnect from people. I'm not telling you to go be it, to isolate yourself to the point that you don't have people around you forever, but it's, it's good to take a day for yourself. I call that self-care too, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, you know, yeah. put a mask on or, or. Yeah. Right. Just, so to just really you know, kind of yeah, detox, you know, we also have to, you know, a lot of times when we think of detoxing, we think of alcohol or what we consume in our bodies, but also our minds. Mm. Our minds need detox. Like sometimes social media, for example, can, you know, bring you up and it could bring you down. And, you know, it might cause people to compare themselves a lot. So sometimes I take social media breaks mm -hmm. like that. I, I won't post anything. I won't go on on it for a minute, you know, just because sometimes you need to detox your mind too. You know, for everyone, it could be different. But for me personally, I'm inspired by by nature and by the beauty of the world. It's something that I feel human beings sometimes in this present age take for granted. We've become so technology focused yeah. that we forget the biggest gifts are outside. Mm -hmm. I feel like right now we're in California, right? And with the fires... And the air quality being so terrible, we've begun to think a little bit more of how blessed we usually are here because, man, it never rains. 
Well, I know. I mean, my birthday was, you know, two weeks ago. But rain ago. is good, as we know. Oh, yeah, we, we do love We really need the rain right, right now. Here. But I was thinking uh, over Labor Day weekend when my birthday happened, it was the most beautiful weather. It was so sunny. We were so lucky with how nice it was. And then all of a sudden, the fire, the, all the smoke rolled in. And only then did I realize how lucky we were that the weekend before it the had been so beautiful. Before. And I said that to a couple of people. And I was like, I'm so lucky. That I we say had that, that in weather. this book, like, what is it with us humans that we have to experience loss in order to understand mm-hmm. the values of life? I think that to myself all the time. It's a frustration I have with myself. Cause I'm like, why do I always have to make every mistake in order to learn from it? Or why do I always have to lose something in order to appreciate it? But I think that's just sort of like the natural way. The natural way of things of, you know, but the important thing is us to learn it. Having awareness. To have awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Is there something that you look to every day as a source of happiness? Like even a little physical thing. Like for me, it's roses. I talk about roses all the time, but I'll go for a walk every morning and look for roses around my neighborhood. And if I see them, which generally, because we live in beautiful LA, there are almost always roses and they instantly make me feel happy. Do you have anything like that? I think I have a lot of those things. A lot of those things. I mean, every time I see a butterfly, I think I have someone watching over me. Mm. And But I don't always see butterflies. Um, so I try to seek happiness in other things. I, you know, I, I've learned to just be grateful about the little things. Well, do you have certain because rituals you do each morning? I, my tea. Ooh, what um, do you do for tea? I just love tea and, you know, not trying to plug, but there's a big chain of tea. I love iced green tea. And man, that just like, it's something that I do every day. I go get my tea. And if I don't, I feel like something's missing. That's right? how I am with my matcha. Like every yeah. morning, first thing. You know, for some people it's do. coffee, mm-hmm. you know, but I try to appreciate the little things. I... I'm very family oriented, as you know, and I speak to my family every day. We have a chat. I love my nieces and nephews. And I, you know, just me knowing that they're good, that they're okay, it makes me happy. It makes me, it's like worth living, right? But I honestly, I just, every single day, I'm just so thankful that I'm still here, first of all. And the sun rises. That's, mm-hmm. you know, I got this tattoo. My first tattoo was when my first book was published, you know, to celebrate. I got a tattoo. <laughs> and, but actually, uh, Maya Angelou had written a poem titled Still I Rise. And she passed away the same week my book hit number one. Mm-hmm. And that poem, when I first read it, when I was very young, I first read it, I didn't fully understand it because I had an experience that type of pain that I needed to experience to fully understand those words. Then when I did, I would reread this poem. That's why I love poetry because poetry impacts souls. And I reread this poem every single day. So when she passed away, I was like, this is going to be my first tattoo, still our eyes. And so I placed it on my, on my wrist because I feel that every time you, you're discouraged or you feel like you want to cry, you just, you look at your wrists. Mm. And it's a reminder, it's a daily reminder for me that I'm going to rise. So it's, it's just like the sun, the sun will rise. So man, nature brings happiness to me every single day. That's why for me, it's like, I, I like 
I'm a I'm an island girl. I was born in Dominican Republic, raised in Miami. I love warm weather and and I love to live in a place in which nature is in bloom mm-hmm. <laughs> at all times. Yeah, that, so that's very it makes me happier. Yeah. Speaking of your family and friends on this show, I always ask my guests if there's someone in their life who's going through something challenging or someone who's just been there for you in a really positive way, who you would want to call out on the, this episode. You don't have to say their name, but if you want to just describe them and, and like, so all of us can have them in our thoughts. That's so beautiful. Hmm. A relative of mine, she battles with mental health and she's a good person. She's a wonderful person. Like, we all have issues, right? She goes through her highs and lows. And right now she's in a low that she feels, you know, like when you feel like you want to die, like you're mm-hmm. just done. And I keep on telling her that she, she has a purpose. Mm-hmm. We all do. We all have a purpose. And I, that's very close to my heart because I've seen her grow up, right? And, and those highs and those lows. You know, I have a, a very soft spot in my heart for mental health victims. And, you know, I myself have experienced like dark moments in which, you know, I contemplated like wanting to die as well. Right. Mm. And, you know, I've grown from those phases of my life, but I do understand how some people battle it every single day. And it is tough. Yeah. I so let's send her some good okay. energy. Yeah. That's a good one. Well, before we wrap up, thank you so much for being here today, by the way. This thank has you been for such having a conversation. Me. I'm but so proud of you, by the way. Thank you. Well, I'm proud of you I've too. Seen, I've seen, you know, this from the start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel so fortunate also to have such wonderful people in my life that I can have on the show and have the ability to share. Because I feel so lucky to have my friends in my life and get to have like our late night conversations yeah. where you give me all of this advice without anyone else listening. But I think it's so nice for everyone else who listens to the show to be able to hear yeah. that too. And like to be able to share those thoughts with the people who otherwise wouldn't get a chance to hear them. But before we go, I just want to ask where people can find you on social media. Yes, and- you can find me. I'm, I'm an Instagram girl. I'm still not into TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> you can catch me on the gram at Martha Michelle. I always like to spell it out because um, my name. You never know. Michelle yeah. can be spelled so differently. Um, Martha. Martha Michelle, M-I-R-T-H-A-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. And the new book is 18 Inches and it's out everywhere. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to tell people what 18 inches means. Mm-hmm. So 18 inches, if you walk your fingers from your heart to your head, the average distance in every human being is 18 inches. So every decision we make in our lives is based on 18 inches. My dad taught me that. And I tell the story in the introduction of the book. So yes, it's nothing sexual. I love that. I know it's so funny. You do kind of automatically jump. I mean, I don't even think that exists. No, but you know, well, I, yeah, I don't know, but I I, I haven't seen one. I haven't experienced (laughs) it. But I've had my round of boys. (laughs) But I actually think that in a way it's kind of good that that's what your mind automatically jumps to because I feel like it almost makes the title even catchier. Like you look at it, you're like, wait, what? It's provoking. It's provocative. And then 
Right. And then you learn what it really means. And, and that's actually really sweet. And I, I love yeah, what it Yeah, we either make decisions with our heart or with, or with our heads or with our minds. So mm -hmm. that's what this book is about. Some personal decisions that I've made with either my heart or with my head. So yeah, it's available everywhere. Yes. Go get it. As of today. And by the time this episode airs, it'll probably have been out for a week. But anyway, go out and get your copy of the book because it's really beautiful. I promise you guys will all love it. Thank you Thank again you. so much for Thank being here for today because I know this is a big day for you. So I appreciate you taking the Thank time. Thank you.